Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, this episode is going to be 2 Samuel chapter 12. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said unto him, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing, save one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him and with his children, and did eat of his own meat, and drank of his own cup, and lay in his bosom, and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him, and took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to him. The Lord tells Nathan what David has done, and is sent to David. Nathan tells David a parable of two men. Um, Anyway, here we go. As happens too frequently, it is only when a sinner knows that his sin is known that he begins to repent. The figure of Nathan boldly accusing the king to his face by an allegorical parallel is impressive, though not as surprising in Bible stories as it would be in accounts of other peoples where the will of God was not such a recognized factor in determining the morality of men and in specifying the results. Nathan's allegory was skillfully drawn and his climactic atahahish, Thou art the man, must have crashed in upon the conscience of David like the harbingers of doomsday. His repentant feelings were no doubt sincere, but he could not repent enough to restore the life of his friend, Uriah, nor the virtue of his wife. Though he later hoped and prayed that his soul would not be left forever in hell, the spirit prison, yet the eternal destiny of doers of such twin sins does not look good. Verse 5, And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anoint thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. I anointed thee, and I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if it, and if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. So the Lord would have given him anything he wanted, and if he did want Bathsheba, God would have probably given her to him. Uh, after all, that's the person through whom the Savior comes. So, anyway... Wherefore thou hast despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight. Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives from before before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son. For thou didst it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. Hubie Brown says, Don't let anyone tempt you to believe that what you do in secret won't and won't get out. The devil will see that it does. 
Lucifer and his agents have unfortunately devised means by which men may partially protect themselves against the natural physical results of their indecency, and have thereby led many into shameful acts by whispering the twin lies. It is no longer dangerous, and no one will ever know. With these false assurances, thousands who might have been deterred by fear of consequences have been lured into transgression. Verse 13, And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord has... The Lord also hath not put away thy sin, thou shalt not die. David acknowledges his sin. Joseph Smith corrects the translation with the Lord hath not put away thy sin. Uh, But David will not die at this time. Remember the penalty for murder and adultery were death. Both David and Bathsheba were worthy of death. Howbeit, because of thy de- of this deed, thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. And Nathan departed unto his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. David therefore besought God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not, neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died, and the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. Now will he then vex himself, if we tell him that the child is dead. But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel and came into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he came to his own house, and when he required that they set bread before him, and he did eat. And Then said his servants unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast and weep for the child while it was alive. But when the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, While the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, Who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead. Wherefore shall I, should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. And David comforted Bathsheba his wife, and went in unto her, and lay with her. And she bare a son, and he called his name Solomon, and the Lord loved him. And he sent by the hand of Nathan the prophet, and he called his name Jedidiah because of the Lord. The, uh, and that means Jehovah loved. And Joab fought against Rabbah of the children of Ammon and took the royal city. And Joab sent messengers to David and said, I have fought against Rabbah and have taken the city of waters. Now, therefore, gather the rest of the people together and encamp against the city and take it, lest I take the city and it be called after my name. And David gathered all the people together and went to Rabbah and fought against it and took it. And he took their king's crown from off his head. The weight thereof was a talent of gold with the precious stones, and it was set on David's head. And, and he brought forth the spoil of the city in great abundance, and he brought forth the people that were therein, and put them under saws, and under harrows of iron, and under axes of iron, and made them pass through the brick kiln, and thus did he unto all the cities of the children of Ammon. So David and all the people returned unto Jerusalem. Richard G. Scott said, Lucifer will do all in his power to keep you captive. You are familiar with his strategy. He whispers, no one will ever know. Just one more time. You can't change. You have tried before and failed. It's too late. You've gone too far. Don't let him discourage you. When you take the path that climbs, that harder path of the Savior, there are rewards along the way. When you do something right, when you resist temptation, when you meet a goal, you will feel very good about it. It is a very different kind of feeling than you have when you 
violate commandments, an altogether different feeling. It brings a measure of peace and comfort and provides encouragement to press on. As you pray for help, the Lord will place in your path priesthood leaders who will counsel and friends who will give support if you'll let them. But remember, they can only help you by your following the rules that Christ has set out for the journey. Any lasting improvement must come from your own determination to change. Perhaps Jesus, in his office of Messiah, is constantly tied into David and his reign because David did three things for temporal Israel that typify that Christ, what Christ will do for spiritual Israel. David united the twelve tribes into one nation under the ultimate leadership of God. For the first time in history, David succeeded in winning the whole extent of the promised land for, for the covenant people. And David established Zion, or Jerusalem, as the spiritual and political center of Israel. And that was out of the Institute Manual. David did three things temporally that Christ will do spiritually. David united the twelve tribes, which I just spoke about, and uh, succeeded in winning the extent of the promised land and then established Zion. So what's going to happen to David? In section 132, verses 38 to 39, it says, David also received many wives and concubines, and also Solomon and Moses, my servants, as also many others of my servants from the beginning of creation until this time. And in nothing did they sin, save in those things which they received not of me. David's wives and concubines were given unto him of me by the hand of Nathan, my servant, and others of the prophets who held the keys of this power. And in none of these things did, did he sin against me, save in the case of Uriah and his wife. And therefore he hath fallen from his exaltation and received his portion, and he shall not inherit them out of the world. For I gave them unto another, saith the Lord. Joseph Fielding Smith, commenting on David's sin, said, David committed a dreadful crime, and all his life afterwards sought for forgiveness. Some of the Psalms portray the anguish of his soul, yet David is still paying for his sin. He did not receive the resurrection at the time of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Peter declared that his body was still in the tomb, and the prophet Joseph Smith has said, David sought repentance at the hand of God carefully with tears for the murder of Uriah, but he could only get it through hell. He got a promise that his soul should not be left in hell, meaning that he won't be in the spirit prison forever, or nor in the in um, outer darkness, but that he'll be in the celestial kingdom. The conclusion of this story is to sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. Sin begins as thoughts. Don't let them get a foothold in your mind. Although David was triumphant in battles, he was tragically vanquished in the battle for his own soul. And we need to endure to the end. That's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.